I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP Show. My intention is that you listen to the stories of these MVP guests and are inspired to become an MVP and bring value to the world through your skills. If you have not checked it out already, I do a YouTube series called How to Become an MVP. The link is in the show notes. With that, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is all the way from Belgium. He's the owner of Dynex and the managing partner of iFactor Business Solutions. He was the first awarded as MVP in 2007. So this guy's a veteran. He's had it a very long time. He's very active in Microsoft Business, uh, uh, sorry, Microsoft Dynamics NAV community, where he tries to solve technical issues and thrives on sharing his knowledge with other Dynamics NAV enthusiasts. He's the author of PowerShell Tools, and you can find all the links to his bio, blog, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc., in the show notes for this episode. Welcome to the show, Eric. Hello. Well, you can call me Waldo. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> the community calls me Waldo, so uh, it makes sense that I uh, I speak as Waldo. And maybe I need to update my bio as well because um, I noticed now, uh, since you have uh, been reading that, uh, that I need to update that Dynamics Nav to Dynamics Business Central. Correct, correct, correct. Um, that's the journey we've all been on, right? Those that have been in the in the community a long time. Tell me, where does the, where does the name Waldo come from? <laughs> that goes back to, uh, in my well, when I was twelve or thirteen years old. Um, in my childhood, uh, in fact, uh, I was playing basketball, and my, my teammates. Um, it was back in the days when Family Matters was on. I don't know if you remember that show. I don't remember it. And there was a Waldo Geraldo Faldo on that show. Um, and he was a little bit goofy. And yeah, let's let's just say that um, my teammates found myself also a little bit goofy. So Eric and Wautis, which is my last name, turned into Waldo quite fast. <laughs> and they started to call me Waldo. And I'm still Waldo for them. I started to use that name in the community as well. And yeah, I've been doing that ever since. That's so cool. That's so cool. So tell us a bit about life in Belgium, family, th- what you do when you're not, you know, focused on community activities or your business. <laughs> well, absolutely nothing. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I am doing stuff. Obviously, I have three kids. I have three sons. Um, um, and they all play basketball. Um, so they kind of like inherited that from me, I guess. Um, and that's pretty much what I'm doing, I'm 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 uh, spending time with my kids and <laughs> at the basketball. <laughs> um, yeah. Tell me about 3D printing, though. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's also what I do as well. I'm actually printing as we speak. I don't. I hope that you don't uh, don't uh, hear that. <laughs> but yeah, I've been. Um, yeah, it's it's it's. Let's say. 
it's an addiction. Um, so I started as an just an interest, like like what is that? I bought my first printer uh, quite some time ago, I think three or four years ago, on Christmas Eve. And I think uh, I have been printing nonstop since then, trying to achieve, you know, um, as good as quality as at all possible. I don't really care what I print as long as it's printing, it's producing something. And yeah, well, and getting the quality as good as at all possible. You know, um, a 3D printer is the easiest employee ever. Uh, it works 24 hours, 24 hours, seven, basically, and never complains. <laughs> so so what do you print oh, lots of things um i i have a few designers that i that i use a lot and it, it's usually uh, kind of let's say um figurines from marvel and these kind of things and once in a, uh I, sometimes i also print uh stuff for the community by the way so um there is someone for instance uh, that designed a business central logo uh, but then as a fidget spinner, and that, that's something that I've been actually printing quite a lot for the past couple of months. And then I basically just hand them out because what, what do I do with hundreds of fidget spinners? So, you know. <laughs> as I said, as long as, long as the thing is printing. <laughs> nice, nice. It's, it's an area that interests me. And, and I just want to, you mentioned there you, you have designers that you get. So do you do the design work yourself or do you always look for an external designer that's created the 3D model and then you, I take it, you import it somehow into your system and, and you can set it printing? Both. Mostly I just basically, I, have, I am a Patreon supporter of a few designers um, and I basically just print like stuff from them. And I do design sometimes simple things for myself in Fusion 360, uh, like the Business Central logo, and I have like a few things like poker chips and uh, Business Central logo and these kind of things uh, that I then also print. I'm a little bit, uh, I'm not that good in designing, but I, I can do the simple stuff. It's cool. The reason it interests me, I've just looked at uh, whether I should get a 3D cutter um, and uh, sorry, well, it's not 3D cutter. It's a laser cutter. And so it'll it'll cut through wood around up to 20 mil thick. And, of course, uh, you know, uh, you can cut anything out of it. So you talked about logos and stuff. My mind straight away was like, hmm, maybe the Power Platform logo, I could uh, do that because it'll actually it'll do all the shading, et cetera, on top of the wood as well in the way it burns to different depths. And then it would could cut it totally out, out of the wood as well. So... You've given me some ideas, but it's the hardest thing I find is finding which is the which is the right device to buy first. A few uh, devices. I, a three D or a uh, laser cut is on my wish list as well. By the way, <laughs> um, there are quite some uh, good devices. Follow Maker's News. He has got uh, he tested, I think, uh, one of the laser cutters. Uh, yeah, very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Tell us about how how your journey started into. I assume it was NAV back in the day. How did your career take back that in the pivot? Day, yeah. yeah. How did how did and you know obviously you've come up to. I don't really. Uh, well, how it started? I I remember I started like uh, contributing to Mibuzo, uh, very well known in the dinosaurs of our community. Um, it, it was a forum, let's say, one of the only forums, I think, uh, together with dynamicsuser.net, uh, where we could contribute 
and we could ask questions and try to get help on anything related with NAV, on the vision at that point, and Dynamics NAV a little bit later. And after asking lots of questions and being helped, um, you know, you, you, you get better and you see questions that you actually know the answer for, and you basically just uh, start to answer questions as well. Uh, I think that was like in 2003 or two uh, that I started contributing on that. But always with the name Waldo. Um, so I basically have been using the, uh, the name Waldo from the start. And then I think it was back in 2006, I did my first convention. Uh, it was with my company, Facto, uh, that I went to uh, San, uh, San Diego, I think it was, yes. Um, and um, I got some uh, weird feedback from when people, uh, from MVPs that were MVPs back in the day. Um, I was not in 2006. And I said, like, you, I, I've heard that you need to change your name um, because they cannot find Waldo. <laughs> they don't know who you are and they want to uh, award you with um, with an MVP uh, award. And I was like, uh, well, that's I'm very honored if people are looking for me, but no, I will not do that. And Waldo, and uh, they can simply find me on the forum if they want to message me. So, and yeah, then back in the year later, that somebody seemed to have, uh, I still don't know who that was, uh, but uh, I think who somebody who, uh, um, how do you do that? Um, you can do, um, you can, ah, I, I forgot the English word. Um, you can do an alias? You can, uh, no, no, you can tip someone, somebody who would be deserve um, to be nominate, nominate that's the word I was looking for. Anyway, um, I got the nomination for someone, still don't know who it was, and then, um, yeah, the ball started rolling, um, has been rolling ever since. Yeah, it's it's interesting the whole alias because you know, I, I go under an alias as well, as in mine's NZ365 guy, and I do that because my name, Mark Smith, was so common that it uh, that I needed something to stand out, and you know, when when people searched. Um, for it, so I think that's cool that you've you've stuck with a name that came from your childhood, all the way through. Tell us about the journey of NAV to, to BC. I know that in the community uh, there was a, there were some rough times, maybe even some rough times in Microsoft in that transition with the various leadership that were in place at the time. What's been the journey like for you into the the, the business central product? Well, I've been uh, focusing on a technical part, and um, to be honest, I try to well, let's say not to uh, focus too much on what might happen and just focus on what happened and then and do that. And back in the days, even up until uh, I think uh, anything cl uh, classic clients, I think uh, from, let's say, NAV 5.0, everything moved very slow and it was very easy <laughs> to keep up with any types of changes. And then uh, when we got into the roll tail of client, NAV 2009, um, that's where really things started to go, let's say, faster. Um, and now, now it's, it's, it's a complete other ballgame. All these um, different technologies that uh, come into play. Now, back in the day, uh, I've been uh, using Navision when Microsoft did not buy Navision yet. So I, I did, let's say... Um, experience the transition but i i was not really um busy with what is behind the scenes i mean i'm aware of project green 
that I wasn't really, really um, looking into what it means for me or what it might mean for me or is NAV going to change or NAV vision going to change or disappear or being replaced. At that point, I wasn't really doing anything with that. I would just try to focus on, on the data. What part does what do, what part does the power platform now play? Well, a bigger and bigger part. <laughs> you shouldn't ask me, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Why is that? Why is that? <laughs> well, I think I'm. Uh, a lot of people think that I'm a little bit negative against the power platform in general, um, and I can. I mean, I, let me try to explain. I'm. I'm not negative against the Power Platform. I think it's an amazing concept where a lot of people can be uh, and can build solution against. Uh, the one question I still have and is not answered yet, uh, well, it's, it's, it's starting to be an, uh, answered, uh, let's say, in the last couple of years, is that uh, is a Power Platform a solution or a product? Or can it be part of a product? Or is it still just a solution? Right, and I'm what I mean with that, like uh, how I see it today, and this is going to change in the near future, absolutely. That I, I'm sure of that. But how I see it today is that I can definitely see some uh, solutions that I would use the Power Platform for, in combination with Business Central, and that's mainly a customer-specific, non-business critical um, part of the entire. Um, let's say, software for the, for the customer. But I cannot see it today as part of a product for the simple reason if I build a product in Business Central, if I would like, uh, I need to maintain that product, it's going to get upgraded automatically in SaaS and, and, all the, and all those kind of things. And I need to maintain that for on-prem, even as well, at least in my company. Um, if I would include power, anything, Power Automate, Power Apps, Power whatever, uh, as part of the product, that means I need to maintain the upgrade for that power part as well. And as far as I know, and I could be mistaken today, but I think I'm not, that is not possible. I cannot automatically do that. So for me, anything power is a solution, but not part of my software yet. That's kind of like where I'm at for the power part. Uh, but it's getting more and more um, important. And we are now in my company, we are doing proof of concepts uh, with different parts uh, that we might be able to use uh, in, in our product uh, built on both Power BI, but also Power Apps and even Power Automate. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I, th- I think you've got a very good view on it and, um, and, and always like hearing people talk about it that's not just you know touting the company line so to speak but really want to understand or or have a differing view tell me about powershell um you know powershell i see is is a phenomenal tool when you're you want to deploy multiple environments and you you really it, it can it's such a flexible tool that you know we can use in a saas world you authored uh powershell tools Tell us a bit about your experience with PowerShell, PowerShell tools, and um, and how important is it for for people working on really any Dynamics and or Power Platform project to know PowerShell? PowerShell, um, I think people that follow me a little bit in the community know that that it, it has been quite the important part of my life 
let's say, as, as a professional, uh, simply because it automates, right? So uh, I started with PowerShell back in the days when Microsoft was announcing the fact that we need to be repeatable. We need to be as repeatable as at all possible. And it was back in the days when we were using Seaside and, and uh, Rolltail Client where repeatability was very difficult to achieve. And we got some new tools, um, PowerShell commands, that where we could do stuff with in, in, in Nav. So and that's where I started to pick up PowerShell uh, as such. So I basically just created like scripts uh, to completely automate uh, an, an upgrade flow because that's what's in my view also what repeatability is all about. To be able to first implement as fast as possible, but also get everyone as fast as possible to the newest release. So um, that that's yeah, and I've been like automating the crap out of Business Central um, as 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 much as I as I could. Um, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm still basically doing that, although I must say, um, since that uh, Freddy Christensen from Microsoft started doing uh, uh, the container helper, business central container helper, um, that's also just, not just, it's actually a, a huge set of PowerShell scripts um, on top of, uh, basically to connect business central with Docker and, and being able to deploy also scripts to upgrade, scripts to deploy, uh, that's where I started to use that library and basically built less on my library. Uh, yeah, which makes a lot of sense because uh, the more that Microsoft provides, it makes sense to use that. Uh, what Microsoft provides because that's important. It's good. It's good. Just to switch gears as as we draw to a close, the value of being an MVP and, and being awarded the MVP, you know, I've just gone through a new cycle at the start of this month. And uh, you see a lot of excited people renewing and um, and some not so. How important is has the MVP program been to you over your career over the last 15 years? Well, it has defined for a big part uh, the way I participate in the community. Huh? Um, so is it important? Absolutely. For me, it is important. Uh, because it's um, not for business, because I do not get any business out of this. Although I'm training here and there, and absolutely, this is this is this is absolutely not my main business. I do that like let's say like ten percent or maybe less than ten percent of my time. Um, but uh, it 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 how how do you it it, it gives me a lot of uh, let's say motivation, right? It's it's an it's an absolute honor to be an MVP. Uh, it's 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 not for granted. I mean, there is every year that that cycle that you say, and and if you didn't do anything, that that, that basically will, will make you not being an MVP anymore. So, um, uh, yeah, it, it's an honor, and uh, as long as I can, it motivates me, and as long as it's uh, makes me do what I do. Um, it's 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 not big. I mean, <laughs> I'm not contributing because I'm an MVP, but it sure as hell is motivational to be. <laughs> so yeah, it's not. I mean, I'm not, I don't have it for my business. Absolutely not. Um, for my business, doesn't really. I don't really um, benefit from it me personally let's say maybe my company does i don't know i don't sell uh, i don't know 
I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that I'm sure is efficient. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. If you like the show and want to be a supporter, check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. Thanks again, and see you next time.